0: Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports and Other But Sports with Kent Sterling for Tuesday, August 27th, 2019. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist that there is in the world. He's been my dentist the last 26 years. Make him your dentist. Do it today. Call 317-849-2933. People still ruminating. People still talking about the, the surprise retirement announcement by Andrew Luck not even 72 hours ago at the Colts Complex today. We heard from some guys. I asked some guys about what we don't understand about playing in the NFL. There are, there have been a lot of tweets and a lot of comments from guys who played in the NFL who say that we don't understand it, we being the media and fans. I thought it was interesting to try to find out, so we went into the locker room today. We spoke to Darius Leonard. Chester Rogers, Joe Haig, Marcus Hunt, Kamoko Ture, and La Raven Clark about what we're missing, what we don't get. Darius, what don't we understand? People who aren't in this room, what don't we understand about playing professional football?
1: Y'all don't know the the, the grind it takes, uh, physically, emotionally, and uh spiritually on um, how much how much toll it can take on a body, especially going out there, grinding day in and day out. If it, it takes a toll on your body, especially playing at playing this at um, high of a level then coming in, you all day every day studying the game of football or you know it's, it's just your life so y'all don't understand the pressure it is playing at the top level because I mean y'all never did it so sometimes you, you don't know how to understand the pain uh, another player is feeling I appreciate it. Thanks, Darius.
0: Chester, I'm going around asking people what we don't get. The people who don't play, the people who aren't in cleats. What don't we get about playing in the NFL? Which I don't get. Oh, um. yeah. <laughs> What do you? What do you? To get it, you've got to play. You know what I mean? So, what is that thing?
2: I mean, I think. A lot of people overlook, you know, the difficulty of, you know, everyone's job. I mean, you know, of course we're professionals, but, you know, I think a lot of criticism, it's a lot of criticism about things that people don't know. So that's what, that's my thoughts on it. But, I mean, you know. Criticism about what kind of stuff? I mean, just like if... A lot of things, I, I can't criticize, you know, a quarterback on his job because I don't play quarterback, but I feel like a lot of people criticize players about things they really don't know. They're on the outside looking in, so that's what I'm I'm speaking on.
0: Is that frustrating for you guys to, like, fans just, they don't get it?
2: Yeah. Media I mean, doesn't get it? It can't be put into it. I mean, me personally, I'm a guy that has removed my social media, you know, apps, so I don't have to see those type of things. I can just stay focused and, you know, focus on the important things.
0: Joe, what don't we underget? Uh, what don't we get about playing professional football? There's been a lot of talk about that. What do you guys in your cleats understand that we don't? I don't know. I think a lot of people
3: don't fully understand, you know, like the amount of um, just overall time and, you know, um, you know, strain we put on besides just like, you know, the normal like I think a lot of people think that we show up practice for a couple hours, and then we go and play a game, but there's a lot more to it. There's you know hours and hours of meeting hours and hours of film study there's you know treatment you know your body gets beat up over the season and although you played every game or every snap you know you're still dealing with like you know four or five different issues and um you know i think that's 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 kind of something that like you know when i've had conversations with people they've kind of been like oh wow you actually you know do this many meetings this many you know all this stuff and you know you say oh i have an ankle issue like oh, you're not playing? You're like, no, I have an ankle issue, but I'm still playing. And, you
0: know, just that type of stuff. Margus, what do we not get about playing in the NFL? People who don't play people not in the spikes, what do we not understand?
3: I don't know. I mean, there's a lot that goes on within this building that, you know, nobody really knows about. Um, so it's hard to describe it. It's just, you know, the, the mental wear down of every year of, you know, 16 weeks of you know 17 technically but you know 16 weeks of games and every week is something new something different or you know you gotta just be able to erase something really fast and learn something really learn something new really quickly and it's just it's a lot of hours of tape study and you know physically going through every game I mean it's it's a fight out you know fight every every game and you know you come into the building on Monday you're you know just completely stiff and try, trying to get going by Wednesday when you have practice again so is it more fatiguing mentally or physically as the season goes on uh kind of both uh, I think so I mean it's I mean obviously I think it's different for everybody else but I feel like within the rules of what we have now the pads you know kind of come off during the during the practices but the game itself is still you know it takes 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 a huge toll every Sunday
0: Kamoka, what don't we
2: understand, guys who never played in the league, what don't we understand about playing in the league? It's, it's, I mean, we come every day. We work. Uh, A lot of people just don't know, like, the hard work that we do. Everybody thinks it's just just easy, just, you know, situation. I know a lot of people out there just, you know, like have fantasy football doing all this and that, but this is real life. We bust our butt every day, and we put our body on the line. It's like... It's just something that we love, you know, and something that we do for a living every day, and it's not easy, you know, and not everybody could be able to be, make it to the NFL. Some people, limit, like, limit limited time for, spend for NFL is three years, so it's, it's serious, and, and some people just take it as a joke. I mean, it just, it's, a, it's a kid sport, but then again, it's, it's a job. There's a sacrifice that you guys make when you guys play. Yeah, most definitely it is, um it is a sacrifice all around in terms of people losing their jobs and people just you know, and it's just a hard time with other people but um and, and and you and you go you like build that bond with your teammate and some 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 of the teammates you've been working with and then build that chemistry with sometimes they're not there but it's like it's a business. Well Raven, what don't we understand about playing in the NFL? A lot of people have said people outside the
0: NFL don't get it. What don't we get? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. That's an interesting question.
1: I guess I haven't really thought about that one.
0: Is it physically, I mean, how hard is this? It's. I know it's really hard, but what, what are the challenges that are presented to you guys that we just kind of don't understand because we're not in your cleats?
1: There's just a lot of dynamics, a lot of things going on, a lot of things you have to focus on your performance every day and your technique and fundamentals, and that's kind of repetitive in a sense, but It's wear and tear, like mentally and physically on you every day. So it's just kind of a grind that you're in. But that's something we all enjoy doing, which is why we're here.
0: Very interesting comments, kind of enlightening from Darius Leonard, Chester Rogers, Joe Haig, Marcus Hunt, Kamoko Ture, and LaRaven Clark. Frank Reich, he spent some time with the media again today talking about Thursday night's game and the challenge that lies ahead for the Indianapolis Colts as they prepare for the regular season. Thursday night, not a big game for fans, not a big game for the media, but a big game for some of the people who are still fighting for roster spots. Those roster spots are going to be announced in roughly a week, maybe five days, a lot of guys gonna make the team. Thirty-seven guys are gonna get cut. Some will be re-signed to the
1: practice squad. We talked to Frank Reich today. Okay, um, short week, right? I mean, short week. Uh, Cincinnati's upon us, so go out there and, and get a good practice today. Get these guys ready to play uh, Thursday night versus the Bengals, and uh, get ready to the season to get started. Frank, do
0: you know how
3: uh, Harris Campbell came through practice? Is there a value of him playing
1: Thursday or is a too quick? Yeah, he, he got through practice well. Um, we're thinking that uh, it's looking like he is going to play this week uh, a little bit. And then we'll, after that, then we'll determine his, we'll see how he does in the game. If he, if he makes it to the game, which we're hopefully will, then um, with the number of plays that we, he plays, then we'll see how he makes it out of that to see if he's ready for week he, one. He, he just needs to play. I mean, he to a field Yeah. And, you know, yes, he is a rookie. He needs to play, get a feel. Um, and then as far because he's been out for a little bit, um, the flip side of that is he's played a lot of football. So he's a smart guy. He's stayed in it. So I think this is more question about when he's phys- when we feel he's physically able to go. Frank, a similar plan as Saturday with what you do starter-wise on Thursday night? Yeah. So, uh, yes, yeah, so it'll be similar. Yeah, the ones won't play. Um there, and there might even be a couple other guys who don't play. Um, this is a great opportunity for the guys who are playing to get, you know, one last to put, uh, one last look on tape. Show show us and really show the league what you can do. Um, tough decisions at the back end of the roster, and these these every play is important. Frank,
0: you've had you've been in buildings where these moments have I mean, these moments can the splinter a team or bring a team together. Maybe not as big as this, but. Um, When it comes to a guy like Chris and what he's dealt with since becoming the gym here, and I know you haven't been here the whole time, but there's been a lot, and this is the biggest one, the way he goes about his job will reflect in this building. Have you felt that so far? Did you feel that in the meeting yesterday and how he handles this? I mean, there's a job to do, and their games to go ahead, and this can't linger, I guess.
1: Yeah, no, and I think, yes, I agree. And I think no one handles it better than Chris does. you know, I wasn't here with, at the beginning, but I have heard all about it when I got here. And so I, I just know how Chris handled that. And then this, this last deal he handled with perfection. And uh, I, I think Chris is at his best in those moments, I really do, just getting to know him. He doesn't flinch. He has strong convictions. Um, yeah, he's top-notch in every regard. How
0: do you, as a GM who's really close to the players, probably closer than some GMs, how do you balance that? He's close
1: to Andrew, he's for a lot of Andrew with he needs to yeah I love that I, I love that about Chris you know I think that's his coaching background you know he's used he's very engaged with all the players um, and the coaching staff uh, at a pretty deep level I, I embrace that I think that makes us better I think that gives us more the chemistry and makeup that we're looking for um, so but Chris is still enough of a professional to know that there's decisions that need to be made. And, uh, and part of it's part of the business.
0: Frank, what have, since you've been here, what would have been sort of your points of emphasis with Jacoby uh, that you think now will pay off going forward?
1: Um, you know, be, have a plan on every play. You know, have a plan on every play. Um, keep it simple. Um, you know, keep it simple and don't try to be a hero. You know, don't try to be a hero. Um, just play play good football. You got good guys around you. I mean, that's really the message to any quarterback. Those are kind of core principles for any quarterback. Um, so, those those are a few of the things. What about your system
0: uh, brings out the best in quarterbacks and provides them the highest
1: possibility of success? We really, um, we obviously think we have a very good system, but part of I think the the strength of our system is we empower players, um, and it starts with the quarterback. He he has to have complete mastery of the offense. Um, you know, he has to know the run game. Uh, we we teach the run game. The, we the quarterbacks have to know the why behind why we're running a running play, not just throw the football, um, because we feel like there's five or seven runs in a game that we call that. The defense might not be the best look, and you got to get us out. And if you don't understand what that looks like and why we're asking you to do what you're doing, then you're not going to put the team in the best position, and we need you to put us in the best position to win games, and, and that's required. And then when it comes to protections, it's the same way. Our center handles a lot of it, but ultimately the quarterback has the last say. He has the trump card. He sees it all. And you have to be a master at protections. And... Jacoby's done a very good job. He's worked very hard at it, and he has become that. There's everything you just said. It, it, it doesn't matter whether it's Luck or Walker or Kelly or Jacoby. It's, it's that is a basic foundation of your offense. That's a basic. Yeah, I mean, we can't have a quarterback that can't do that. I mean, uh, we're going to play to the strengths, but that's just that's just part of our part of our system. Is that, that's just we're going go, We're going to. Draft and sign guys that have the qualities that can do those things.
0: Frank, is ball any closer to getting
1: back? Uh, no update from he. I, he's continuing to make progress, but as far as closer to get back, I no update on that. Jordan Wilkins, Jordan Wilkins, same. Progress, no update. Yeah, progress and, and optimistic, but no update. Hey, is Andrew
0: Luck? Is he able to continue rehabbing with the Colts medical staff, or how does that work with the player who's retired? Are they allowed to continue?
2: With
1: that treatment, or does he gonna have to go elsewhere for that? Yeah, no, he'll, he'll go elsewhere. Not that he's you know, he's still welcome in this building, you know, that kind of deal. I mean, this is a good thing, you know, this is a good thing. This is no, uh, this is great feelings for each other. Um, I don't know how he's going to handle it, um, but most of it will be out of the building. He may still have conversations with some of our medical people. Um, I haven't. I haven't even been asking that, but typically the way it works is they go out in the zone to get it. We know obviously that the first team is not going to be playing on the first, but how big of a game is it for you and and your staff when you're trying to evaluate and make those good decisions for Saturday? Really big, really big. Every play counts. Um, There are some tough battles and tough decisions to be made. Uh, These will be a lot of good reps. You know, there's going to be 60, 70 reps on both sides of the ball and 20 or 25 special teams plays that will not only determine – you know, help determine the final places on the roster, but practice squad considerations, um, there's a lot of things at stake. Frank,
2: um, I know you've been busy.
0: Have you talked to Andrew since the other
1: night or no? Just by text. Okay.
0: Yeah. Frank, I don't think we've seen Devin Funt just
2: practice the past
1: few days. What is he dealing with? Just his back, you know, he had an incident in practice the other day where kind of had a back spasm type thing that we're. Just trying to make sure to get him ready for Week One and, and play it safe, since he since we knew he wasn't going to be playing. But he's, make, he's making good progress and feel fairly confident he'll be ready. Greg,
3: right. are you expecting defenses to treat you any differently, your, your offense any differently, and is that something maybe you could you could
1: exploit early? Um, I'm really not expecting him to treat us a whole lot different. Um, there might, there might be a little bit. They might test Jacoby. They might test Jacoby with pressure, you know, with pressure. I, you know, they, might, they may think it's, it's just going to be more dependent on the coordinator. Some coordinators have their philosophies that hey, a new guy, we're going to pressure more. Some I've been around other coordinators that say, nope, we don't want to pressure him more. We want to make it more difficult. We're going to put more guys in coverage and make them see it tight windows. So I think that's a game-by-game game situation depending on their philosophy. This is your
0: this is just your second year as head do you will you will you try
1: to when you cut three dozen players will you, will you try to have interaction with them or is that something higher with, with Chris? Yeah, no, I really I I get a chance to meet with almost every guy. I try to get a chance to meet with every guy, um, even in the off season. And it's hard. Like yesterday with Matthias, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, that was hard because I you get close to all the players. For whatever reason, I got really close to Matthias. Um, he's an easy guy to get close to, and so th- those are hard. Those are hard deals now, but it is part of the game. And the good thing is, players and coaches, everybody realizes this. So everybody's a pro about it. But as the cutdowns downs come, um, yeah, I try to. Get, I try to have a conversation with every player.
0: Two two years ago, Jacoby um, was the most sacked quarterback in the league. Last year, you guys obviously allowed the fewest sacks in the NFL, and that's a shared responsibility. Uh, what, what do you think, like, how, how much importance do you place on avoiding sacks and making quicker decisions and getting them all
1: out? Yeah, we place a lot of emphasis on it, and um, a lot of emphasis. So, and like you said, that is a shared responsibility, and, um, you know, we talked, Jacoby's, he's been learning in this system from day one, he's been learning this system from day one, how we do it, so, um yeah, well, I'm expecting good things. Frank, I think you've mentioned a couple times this offseason how important getting off to a faster start is to your team. How often have you mentioned that? Has that big a big key that you throw in at various team meetings and, and things like that? No, I don't. Uh, I don't talk about it that much um, because I think the way to get a faster start is not to talk about it, but just to do I'm not sure. I've had people say this to me in the past, "How hey, you guys get, it, get off to a fast start, and you know, we're trying to score every time we touch the ball, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but it's more about playing the kind of football, making the kind of decisions. And what you find, I think, what you find most of all, Kevin, is for us, it's more about don't make the mistakes. It's not about making we're going to make plays is let's just not make mistakes that beat ourselves. And I think that's what happened to us last year, early in the year. Mm -hmm. We were making mistakes, turning the ball over, making mistakes on both sides of the ball that were getting us beat. So for us to get a better start this year, it means we got to make fewer mistakes. I know we're going to make plays because we got talented players, but we got to play disciplined football and not make the big mistake. One more
0: here. After the last 48 hours, today finally starting to feel like a normal week again.
1: this building? A little bit, yeah. A little bit, you know, uh, emotionally. Emotionally felt like a more normal normal day. Obviously, the schedule is the fourth week preseason game, so that's a little bit different. But I think now that all the announcements have been made and all, everything's been done, I think we're just in the mode of, okay, let's get ready for this season.
0: Very interesting comments from Frank Reich. I thought in particular about Chris Ballard and his leadership during times of turmoil, and we've seen a bunch of it. Chris Ballard's been on the job what, two and a half years, and we've seen a lot of craziness, In that organization, not generated by Chris Ballard, I think Chris Ballard's handled it really well. I think Frank Reich handles it well. I think their symbiotic relationship is one of the reasons for great optimism. As you look at this franchise, they've got talent. They've got cohesion in management. That is a terrific combination. They don't have Andrew Luck, but the other 52 guys who are going to make the 53-man roster minus Luck, they are just as good at playing football as they were before Andrew Luck retired. Jacoby Brissett steps in as a starter. Is he good enough to lead the Colts to where Colts fans and the Colts themselves want to go? We're going to find out. Other things going on in sports, the Cubs and the Mets, tonight from New York City, Cubs have got to start stacking wins. It is really difficult. You know, I I, I spent some time, and I've spent time talking to athletes about this. As you move toward the end of the season, as you're 75% of the way through the season, is it possible to pivot and become... a team that's different, more competitive than you were early in the season. And to a man, what they say is it's possible, but it is really unlikely. The What that means is that the Cubs are what the Cubs are. They're not going to flip a switch and all of a sudden start winning games in bunches. They're not a team where they are right now who's going to run off and win 15 in a row and sold away the National League Central. It's just not going to happen. They are who they are. And they're going to be who they are for the rest of this season. And then we'll see what happens. Are they going to be able to make the postseason? I don't think it looks very likely. We're going to find out. Of course, we root for them. We would never root against the Cubs under any circumstance, but there have got to be changes in the way that this team is run, both on the field and in the front office. That team won a World Series in 2016. They were young, and it looked like that the Cubs were going to continue to build and build and build and become maybe a juggernaut in baseball. That doesn't happen very often. It didn't happen for the Chicago Cubs. Why? Theo Epstein has got to be able to answer that question and then act to build something a little bit different. We'll see exactly what that looks like during the offseason. Until then, we tune in every night or every afternoon, and we hope, because that's what Cubs fans do. Also, the Indiana Fever, they're taking on Las Vegas tonight at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. This has been Sports, nothing but Sports with Kent Sterling for Tuesday, August 27th, 2019, brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. Breakfast with Kent tomorrow morning on Facebook Live at 8 o'clock, and then on Periscope Live at 8.15. It's a show so nice we do it twice. Join me then, join me now, join me always. SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, Twitter. Facebook, uh, thegruelingtruth.net, we're everywhere, everywhere!